Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 10% It's time for the Youth Sports Show with the Fans High School Insider, Big Time, Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. We're talking youth soccer today. And I'm excited to talk youth soccer. I, I know a little bit about it. Just a little, enough to be dangerous. The first segment, and for most of the show, we're going to talk Polonial Soc- uh, Sport Club with the president and director, uh, Dan Stadler, his uh, wife, Bonnie, and their director of coaching, Michael Cook. The second segment, we're going to talk to Leighton Buckner. We're going to talk about youth soccer. And we're going to talk to her about why she plays and, and how much she enjoys playing. And I look, I don't know, and I talked to you guys a little bit. I was involved in soccer for a long time. And I was the director of sales and marketing for the Wave for a long time. I then left. I was the uh, general manager for the indoor soccer team in Chicago for a year. Ran that thing into the ground. <laughs> I was as bad as they get. And then came back. Jim Harwood was kind enough with the Rampage to say, hey, come home. Come home and sell for us. So I was a director of sales and marketing for the Rampage for a while. And that first year that I that I worked in outdoor soccer, I would leave at halftime. And Bob Gansler was the coach. Yes. And he said, uh, McGivern, where do you go? And I said, well, I set up our post our postgame party. He said, we do the same thing after every game. Well, you don't have to leave at halftime. I said, coach, it's like watching paint dry. Ooh, and he said, okay, <laughs> I'm going to take care of that. I've been a basketball coach a long time. This is my 36th year. And he said, there's not, um, he said, there's a lot of similarities. I said, I don't see them. So he would call me down to his office was one floor below. I was at Eline soccer park and he would say, Hey, I'm breaking down film. Come down and spend a half hour with me. And I absolutely fell in love with the game. I didn't know it. I didn't understand it. And when you look at a game through a coach's eyes, if you don't understand it, you go, Oh, I, I don't know that game. I, I have no interest. And he taught it to me and it, to, to learn the game of soccer from a former World Cup coach, really, if, hey, if you could put your headphones on for me, that'd be great. Thank you. And so it was wonderful that he had took the time and said, look, I want, I want to introduce you to this game. And it's a beautiful game. I'll be driving through a park and there'll be a youth game and I'll just pull over and watch it. And if it's played semi-correctly, it's such a beautiful game. First of all, Dan, thank you. Do you go by Dan or Daniel? Uh, Dan. Dan, yep. it's, thank you so much. It's nice to meet you. How you been? I've been doing great. Thank you. Good. You bet, Bonnie. It's nice to meet you as well. How are you? Good. Thank yeah. you. Excellent. Michael Cook, you are the uh, Director of Coaching for Polonia. How long have you been doing that? Uh, this is my first year. First year. How long have you been involved in soccer? Uh, since I was five years old. Really? Yeah. Milwaukee guy? Uh, yep. Where'd you go to school? Uh, Milwaukee Tech, MPS. Yeah, I went to Tech as there a freshman. Go. There you go. Yeah, I got out of that quick. Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I went. I ended up going to Messmer because you know what? I go. I went through the Lucky shop years. class. Went through the shop class. Way to make a knife holder. You remember yeah. that? I yes. bought mine from a kid who did it before. Oh jeez. Yeah, we had to do a C clamp. You remember the C clamp? Oh, yeah. I yes. bought it from the same guy. I sat there for two hours every day for six weeks and pretended I was doing something. And said, "Hey, look at mine." Yeah, it was bad. My dad was a bricklayer and a mason. He was so proud. And then I said, I'm leaving. He said, you want to go to Messmer? You're paying for it. I was 14 years old. I did it. I figured it out. Good but for you. Yeah, he wanted one of his McGivern boys to do something in the trades. Now, I do a uh, home improvement show on the radio, and if he was still alive, 
Uh, Michael, he would laugh his backside off. He said, you don't even know what a Phillips screwdriver is and you're doing a home improvement show. So um, how long have you been part of Polonio? Uh, this is my seventh year, seventh or eighth year. Really good club. Uh, it's a phenomenal club. It's a family club. It is. Uh, I enjoy it very much. Dan, you've been involved in it a long time. Your father involved in it. Absolutely. So same here. Uh, my happy, father started. Happy birthday to him, by the way. Uh, it was recently, yes. Oh, look at he turned that. 90. Look at I Fantastic. do my research. Excellent. I've got, Indeed. You I've got, got people on the inside that give me inside information. And I'll tell you more about a trip you guys took during the break that I can't talk about. On oh, the, no, I can talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. Right now. But you're in, he's in the Hall of Fame. You're yes, in the Hall correct. of Fame. Yep. I looked at the list of people in your club that are in the Hall of Fame. It's kind of a who's who. Mm-hmm. It's it's right. Yes. These, these yes. are some really impressive names. So, yep. Um, y- your dad was part of it in the beginning, right? So when my my father came uh, after World War II, was an immigrant to Milwaukee, and a uh, group of uh, eleven Polish guys got together and started Polonia Soccer Club. So he was one of the original founders, and since 1950 is when it was formed, and uh, we've been going strong since. You know, my wife's maiden name is Poplinski. Oh, I love it. Red hair, green eyes, freckles, and my grandmother said, oh, Michael, you're dating a good Irish girl, and I didn't want to tell her. I didn't want to say it's Poplinski. Oh, she's not, good. but you know what? Um, yeah, she's very proud of her heritage, mm-hmm. as, as she should be, and I see why the colors of, of what uh, Polony is. Right. Um, let's talk a little bit about the, the direction that you guys have taken. I know, and I don't know when, but the, when the land was, was bought in Franklin, kind of, it kind of turned a little bit as far as to what level you guys now able to, to, to get kids to play at, correct? That is correct. So, of course, prior to that, um, you know, we, we used the city parks and those type of things, and, and the club members got together and said, hey, youth is growing. Huge. We had youth teams back in the 60s that started, and we were, again, fighting for space even back then. We got collected. We, we all pitched in. All of the members pitched in to, to buy the land in, in Franklin. And 1982, and uh, since then it's grown. We have 20 acres. We've added uh, three youth fields last year, courtesy of all the hard work and, and parents. And uh, since then, it's been fantastic. Yes. Hey, uh, Bonnie, were you um, were you into soccer prior to hanging out with with uh, young Daniel here? Uh, no, you weren't. <laughs> no, I I actually got kind of roped into it. Um, but in, in a good way, um, with, with our kids as they got involved in soccer. How, how many kids do you have? We have uh, two girls. Okay, both play. Yep. yep. And are they still playing? Yep, absolutely. We're, we're, how old can I ask? Um, yeah, um, fourteen and fifteen. Okay. Yeah. I'm proud of them. Yeah, very they, proud of them. <laughs> they play indoor and outdoor. Yep, they play all basically all year round. Where do they go to school? Uh, Muskego High School. Ah. Or uh, one of them is in Muskego High School, but they're Muskego kids. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Well, uh, look. Math, my son played soccer, and again, back then I didn't know much about it, but he wanted to play. And I'll just tell you the quick story. I worked at Eline, and to sign him up for the kickers at that point, because I didn't really know a lot, was for Bonnie for me to you. Yep. And I was two days late. I know. That's <laughs> typical me, by the way. And so the only league we could get him in was a Sunday afternoon. It was predominantly an all-Jewish league. So... We got him, and he missed the practices again because we were late, and I went to the coach's house the day before the first game to get his uniform, and he said, look, he probably won't play much tomorrow. I said, I, it doesn't matter. He just wants to put the uniform on. Well, he would hang out with me at E-Line, and he would, I would be at work, and he would be somewhere on the indoor field, or he'd be outside, and I'd say, check in every 30 minutes with me. 
So he gets to the game just as they're kicking off because we got out of church and zipped over there, and he's in the back seat putting the uniform on. And so he, he it's zero to zero. It's like swarm ball, you know, mm-hmm. all the little kids. Okay. Well, they put him in. It's zero zero with like three minutes to go in the first half, and they put him in. And all the kids are swarming, and he's standing on the outside, and the ball squirts out to him, and he scores. And it's, yay, Matthew scored, yay, everybody's cheering. And then with just a few seconds left in the half, it happened again, and he chipped it over the goalkeeper with his left foot. He chipped it over his head into the net, and the coach looked at me, and I went, I I don't know how he did that. I never kicked a ball with him. So on the way home, I said, how did you learn that? He said, Dad, the Rampage players are teaching me that. And I said, When? He said, when you're at work, what do you think I'm doing? And he was like oh six years old. And that's, that's this is stuff they were teaching. And he played all through high school. He played college basketball, but he but he loved soccer. And he was a he was a uh, he was a center. He was a guy mid center. He was the guy that just distributed the ball all the time. Yeah, and he 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 really enjoyed it. Guys, we're going to get to before we get to a break. Let's talk a little bit about how many kids are playing in your club. And because it's a youth sports show. I know that you have adult leagues as well, correct? And adult teams. But on the youth side, how many kids and are you still looking for more to join? Oh, yeah. Always always looking for more to join. Good. Uh, So we have like right now, um, well, I wanted to say this. Back in um, like 2010, um, we had six teams. Okay. And so over the last eight years that me and Dan have been involved trying to build the club, we're up to 40 teams. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So it's busy. Yeah, it's been really busy. So there's, you know, approximately, you know, 22 girls teams and 18 boys teams. Um, so that's about 450 players that wow. we have now in the club. Yeah, and so. and you're the administrative director in the field scheduler. Yeah, I well that's I wear any title that needs a hat. You wear a, a hat, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what what and I like asking this question. I don't mean to make you uncomfortable, but part of what you do again wearing all those hats. What keeps you up at night? What what's what's the, what what do you wake up at three in the morning saying, man, I really need, or we really need help here. Or I better get going on this. Oh gosh. There's so, there's a lot, there, there's a lot of things. Um, I, I, volunteers. Yeah. 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 Volunteers is a big one. Yeah. That's a big one. And you know, customer service, you gotta right. make sure that, Oh, I didn't respond to that email. Cause you know, I'm um, it's like all about customer service. If somebody emails me, I'm all over it. I want to make sure at least that they have a, a voice at the end or, you know, a response to any of their questions. Bonnie, the yeah. reason this show started was I, I, I did the Midwest Orthopedic Sports Medicine show, and, and they had um, they were making some changes in the marketing department. So we're going to take six months off of that show. And I kept getting calls from people, can you do a youth sports show? Why don't you talk about us? How come you don't talk about this team? So I said, well, we'll do it for six months. And, well, I, come on, there's not much there. Well, there's I could do this show from now until the end of eternity, and I won't get to everybody. And one of the things that kept coming up is people would talk about the Franklin Youth Football Program. Mm-hmm. And they'd say they have all the players they need. They have all the money. They have all these. How do they do it? And I'd say, why are you calling me? Well, they'd call them. They'd be like, well, we can't because we compete or, we're, you know, we're a different sport. We don't. Well, then I had them in the first show, and the woman that did the volunteers said 5% of the people do 90% of the work. I can't find them. We give them a buyout of $150. I don't need their money. I need their time. And I started getting calls yep. going, there's a chip in the armor. So they're not perfect. Right. And so when I ask you what keeps you up at night, you know, that, that that volunteer thing seems to go through and through with all the clubs. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100% agree. I mean, we do the same thing. We have a buyout. And we've actually, um, it didn't matter what the cost was. People were still buying, you know, paying us. And we're like, no, I need your bodies. I, I need your time. I, yes. You know, help me with concessions. Help me with field scheduling. Help 
you know, help with anything. And as we, you know, we tell the parents, if you want to do multi-sports with your kids, the best thing to do, and this is what, and what I ended up doing because I had multiple sports with my kids, is that the reason why I got, I got involved is because I wanted my kid to do everything. So how do they play softball and volleyball and soccer? Well, you got to get involved in those sports. you got to help control that schedule. How did Dan go with uh, them playing something other than just soccer? He was okay uh, right? with that? Well, 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 well that's yeah. always a discussion it in was, the household. But, it was. Uh, but no, there's, there's, it's very good, the variety. <laughs> but there's three of them and one of you, right? Yes, there is. You lose, pal. You lose. Hey, let's get to a break, guys. This this show and and, and, the, and the last two segments, we're going to concentrate specifically on Plano Sport Club and and what you guys do and, and what you offer and how you find coaches and all of that. As we're doing this, ploniosoccer.org is their website. Or you can go to their Facebook page. Thanks for letting people know you're going to be on this show today. Uh, Plano Youth Soccer Club is their Facebook page. We're going to ask Leighton Buckner to join us, and she's a youth soccer player. And I just want to talk. I don't need to talk about who specifically she's playing for, but I want to talk about why she plays and the importance of of friendships and what she's learning from playing soccer. And and she's also a a really good friend of mine, a woman I work with and used to work for. She was my boss. I was not a good employee. And you don't talk to Allie Buckner about that. I'll tell you that. I feel bad that... Yeah, I wasn't the best, but I try hard. We'll talk to Leighton, and, and I'm going to actually, what I'm going to do, Bonnie, is have you go to the couch. I'm going to keep uh, Michael here and Daniel here, and I'm going to uh, have Leighton Buckner join us on the other side. This is the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Christ by Welcome back to the Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We're talking youth soccer today, specifically the Polonial Sport Club. And we'll get back to 100% of that uh, in the next segment. But because we're talking youth soccer, I want to bring a, a youth soccer player in and just kind of get an idea for uh, for when she started and why she loves playing. Leighton Buckner, who is a freshman at Muskego High School. Muskego's been, man, they're rocking it. Basketball team's good. Football team won a state. They're cross-country team. They're all of it. It's uh, I like to say it's because I have their athletic director on as my co-host during my high school football show. Look at me trying to take credit for all the good things happening <laughs> at Muskego. That's really – Ryan McMillan's a good guy, but I have nothing to do with it. Leighton Buckner, freshman at Muskego. It's really nice to see you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. Come a little closer to the microphone if you can. Okay. How is freshman year at Muskego doing? Freshman year is great. All the teachers are really nice. Everybody's nice. And it's great to have older kids who can help you out. Well, I saw your grades. They're good. They're great, except the one. You missed an assignment or something. Remember that? Um, I was gone. It was one test. I retook it yesterday, though, so we're good. <laughs> All right. So notice I wanted to start right there. Hey, how long, you, Leighton, how long have you been playing soccer? I've been playing soccer since I was four or five. Did, did you know early on that that, uh, that that was a sport that you really wanted to con- continue and you enjoyed it? I liked it a lot, especially because we've moved around a lot. It's a great way to make new friends and meet new people and get involved in the community. That's that's a great uh, – what a good answer that is, by the way. Um, I love the, the, the idea to meet friends and, and, and to be able to, to uh, get involved in the community. Are you a multi-sport athlete or are you a soccer player? I'm a soccer player. I've tried other sports, but soccer is just the best. What other sports did you try? I've tried cross-country and volleyball, and I tried tennis one year. I was – bad <laughs> you're then you're the only person maybe i could beat in tennis 
You Probably. Be, no, you're pretty competitive. You'd figure out a way to beat me. Um, do you play uh, all year round? Do you play indoor and outdoor? I play year round, yeah. What, what do you like better? I like playing outdoor better, but indoor, I like playing with the walls too because it's like having some extra players on the field. And, and it's, do you have to be in better shape to play indoor or outdoor, do you think? I feel like futsal, you have to be in really good shape because it's a fast-moving game and you have to be able to keep up with the ball. But oh. outdoor, there's more people you have to keep up with. So. Yeah. Mike, when we talk with um, with Leighton, look, this this is she could be the, uh, the poster child for kids that start at early age, and she's going to play. You know, who knows? She'll play maybe into college, and maybe she'll get paid one day to play. Who, who knows? But for, for her as a freshman in high school – to still have a love for the game, and when you ask her why, and she brings up, you know, I want, I, I meet great friends, I want to be part of the community, I love the game of soccer, that's all, man, for a guy like you, you love hearing that. Sure, having three kids, that's the best thing you could have her answer. She's still very competitive, but the first four or five answers on her list were friendships and community and family and having fun, and then the competitiveness comes in. You, you so have I think three, that's the balance. You have three kids, Mike? I, I do. What are their ages and names? Uh, Owen, Abigail, and Ella. Are they listening, do you think? Uh, I know they are. They yeah. are? Yes. Yeah. Um, are you done Christmas shopping? No, not even no. Close. How old are they before I ask you that? Uh, it's, uh, don't don't put me on record on that. That's okay. Yeah. I'll be, I'll 16, 16, 14, and 11. Okay. Hopefully I got that right. <laughs> okay, so I don't know about you. I don't know <laughs> ages on what they believe anymore, so... But high yeah, school, middle a, school, but yeah. she's school. a freshman in high school. She yep. knows that she Maybe. knows that I'm not going to the guy that shows up on Christmas Eve. I don't know <laughs> about the 11 year old, so I'm not saying anything at all about that. Deanna, you um, again been involved in soccer your whole life. This is important. Girls like Leighton Buckner and and boys that are her age that are still in totally in love with the sport enough to play indoor and outdoor and to say, look, I've tried everything mm -hmm. else. This is what I love the most. This is she could be an ambassador for for you soccer. Right, absolutely. And you know, over the years, like you say, there's kids who do a lot of other sports, and it comes to the point where they start making decisions where else to play. It's those kids, and and we give them variety of levels to compete at. So if there's players who want to do other sport as well as play soccer, we have teams that allow them to do that and continue that journey. And there, of course, then we focus on the higher level teams and we take those kids that are dedicated to the sport of soccer and we advance them and play on, on higher level teams as well. Poloniosoccer.org is where you want to go. And we're going to talk the next segment about the rec side of it, the select side of it, the travel side. You know, where you guys see the future in, in that. Did you travel much with, with your teams, Leighton? Have you over the years? We, tra we traveled a lot and we went to like State Cup and USA Cup with Polonia and it was amazing because you get to meet so many other teams and see how other people play. Did, um, did you find that you guys would be competitive at that level? Because that, those are some, some of the best soccer players in the country at your age coming to those tournaments. It was really competitive, and I know that all people on our team are really competitive too. Right. But we also like seeing how the other teams play because it helps us with our strategy and our normal league play. Will you play at Muskego? I'm going to try out in the spring, yes. Okay. So, and and th th I'm sure there'll be a lot of girls that try out. Uh, do they have a freshman JV and varsity or just JV and varsity? They have a freshman JV and varsity. They have three. You know what? That's a great community then. Yep. Yeah, how was Franklin for for Franklin High School have all three Yeah, as very well? similar. Yep. Very similar. Okay. So that's a good sign. Right. Because I will I, say girl soccer in in that southeast part of Wisconsin has grown very well and all the clubs have great programs for the girls. How about boys? 
Same? Same there. Because yep. um, youth football is struggling. Numbers are, are hurting. And we're constantly, I do a WFCA show, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show, and we do it specifically because I've got a list of coaches that believe football's never been safer. And they can't get that, they can't get the message out. One, in fact, one of these guys, my co-host, Tom Swiddle, his son played quarterback all through youth football, all through high school. He now plays in college. He's never had a concussion. Mm-hmm. His daughter got got a scholarship to play at UWM, had to stop playing soccer because she got a, a few concussions, and they said, we can't have you play anymore. So I think soccer's done a really good job of making sure that, that look, this isn't an issue in our sport. And I don't know if you guys, when, when it comes to coaches, do you guys talk about that? Do, do have you changed the way you practice? Do you not head the ball as much? You you know are are you, are you guys taking that in consideration at the youth level? Oh, uh, very much. Um, so the younger teams don't even do the heading drills or any of the activities with the heading. We avoid it all completely. We also had Emily from Marquette University come in and give us some tutorials and Smart. some training sessions, yeah. some injury prevention, some things that we can do at a coaching staff and not the wear and tear on our players. So we're trying to bring that data in and, and some expertise in to teach our coaches the day in and day outs of watching our players and making sure that they're not overused. Leighton, do you see the difference in, in – and, and not just because of an age, when you were four and five, different um, philosophy on, on how they're coaching and, and, and how you use your head in soccer? I definitely do. When we were on the younger teams, we didn't do that much heading because they wanted to make sure we were safe. Right. But as we get older, they start introducing that, but they make sure we have trainers and people who can help us and protect our brains because those are really important. Especially when you're really smart, Leighton. Leighton Buckner, I've seen your report card. You, so you retook that test, right? I did retake that test, All right, yes. So I don't need to get that. What did I give you? I gave you like a Danish or something. You did give me Danish, yeah, and, then and then I, I ate it. And I asked for it back. She said, too late. Too late. I already <laughs> ate it. Yeah. You know what? Not only is she really smart and a really good soccer player and really cute, she's really funny. And she gets that, I think, from her mom's side because... Oh. No, her dad's pretty – he's funny, too, sometimes. Poloniosoccer.org. If you want to know a little bit more about the Polonius Soccer Park, Soccer Club, all the things they do late, and it's been a pleasure to see you. Merry Christmas. Are, are you all done Christmas shopping? Uh, no, I haven't got my brother anything yet. Did you get me? Me? Do you need any, do you need my list? Yeah, I, can, I, I, I could down. use some of your no, list. Oh, yeah, trust me. I, my, my kids and my wife have been asking. I, Leighton, I'm not kidding. I'm so blessed. I have everything that I need. That's great. Everything that I need. Um, continue playing. Good luck when, when tryouts are, are, are upon you. And you feel pretty good about making that team? I feel pretty good. I'll make a team, yeah. Yeah. Do you know the, the uh, most of the girls that are going to try out? I know most of the girls, especially Mr. Stadler's daughter. She try, She's going to try out, and she's helped me for like get ready and do weight club and stuff. Too. She's a freshman at Muskego as she's well? She's a sophomore. She's year. a sophomore, so she's telling you the rope. She's getting mm-hmm. you involved. Right. That's awesome. Layton, thanks so much for the coffee. Thanks for stopping in. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Other side of the break, we're going to have Bonnie Stadler join us as well. And we're going to talk more about Polonial Sport Club and their soccer um, their soccer park, their, their club. I want to know about rec. I want to know about select. I want to know how they find coaches, what some of the fees are. I'm going to ask them a couple of uncomfortable questions, but not too bad. Mike is smiling. He'll answer all of them Can't for wait. me. This is the Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Tiny 
to the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern talking to soccer today, Polonial Sport Club. President Director Dan Stadler and his wife, Bonnie, who is the... I could list all the things she does, but let me start with these administrative director, field scheduler, and then director of coaching, Michael Cook. So we've we've uh, we've talked about youth soccer, and Leighton Buckner did a great job. Your daughters um, have played for a long time. Can we name them or not? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Can we? Yes, my, my older daughter is on Jackie Stadler, okay. and um, she's 15, and then my youngest is Natalia Stadler, and she's 14. Yeah. D- do they play? On, do they ever play on the same teams? Uh, yeah, sometimes they do. Um, if we ever have like a, a tournament, we can um, combine the two because they are actually they're two grades apart in school, but they okay. are just one youth level um, in soccer apart. Is uh, one um, skill wise? Are they similar? Yeah, they, they are. are. Yeah, they're. I mean, our kids aren't that. I mean, my youngest one, she's kind of she's kind of small. She's one of the smallest kids on the team. Quick. So yeah, but she's quick. Yeah, yeah. definitely and very skilled. She takes after her father. She does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you spent a lot of time with them, I'm sure. Look, I, yeah. I know the amount of time I spent with my right. son in, in the gym yeah. because I'm a basketball guy, and I I envy all of you here. And I envy Allie Buckner because she gets to watch her kids. I have three grandsons that live across the street. One on the way with my son. So my daughter lives across the street and three grandsons. And my son and his wife are now expecting in, in, in May. And I miss when my son's last college basketball game, he went to Maranatha Baptist Bible College in Watertown. And when it ended, it was painful. And I, I know that when, when we have kids that try a lot of different sports and we, we are you going to get into practice and I got to pick her up and blah, blah, blah. I, I hear people I work with that complain about that and I would, I would do anything to go back to that. I, I, I really, <laughs> I envy that and I miss it. Do you enjoy watching them play, Dan? Absolutely. Um, you know, again, it starts, as you said, coaching them when they were five years old, right? Really getting them involved and love the game, right? And then... Now I do coach my younger daughter. Okay. Uh, my older daughter, Jackie, plays on a high school team, so we watch her play, and it's great to see her out there. Um, are you? Did you? Did you coach Jackie as well when she was younger? Yes, I did. Are you coaching? The, is it Natalia? That's correct. Yes. Natalia. Yeah. Are you coaching Natalia different than you did Jackie? Did you learn? I, I find this this whole Dr. Phil part of this mm-hmm. really interesting. Do you, do you coach her different than you did? Did we learn lessons from coaching Jackie, things to do, things not to do? That- right. So, as you know, as kids get older, they have certain skills and techniques that they're better at. Jackie and Natalia, they're different players. Yeah. Jackie is a, a field marshal. She's a general on the field. She distributes the ball very well. She has great vision. Natalia is the goal getter, right? She loves to get forward, dribble around people, be quick, fast playing, right? So... When they get to a certain age, probably 12, 13, you start teaching them the specific techniques for the position that they yeah. play, right? What's interesting is when, when when my son, Matthew, was playing, and I was working over at E-Line and, and talking to Coach Gansler, he was playing that next team or the year after that, he was playing for Tosa Rec, I think, or Tosa Kickers. And I was uncomfortable because he was a goal scorer. That's what he did. And they would win 7-2, to two and he would have 6 mm-hmm. And I was uncomfortable with that, and I was talking to Coach Gansner, and I said, look, when they get up 4 nothing, I, I, I want him to stop and start to feed the ball. And Gansner went nuts. He said, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I can't teach kids to finish. Right. If he, if he finishes, let him finish. Yeah. You know what? I can teach him all the other stuff, but if he's got a knack for being able to finish, let him do that. But I couldn't. 
because yeah. I was uncomfortable with that. Do you find that that you have – if you have a kid, Michael, I'm going to ask you this. I'll start with you as, as the director of coaching. When you have kids that have that knack, they, they, they can finish, and, and those are the kids that you want to put up front, obviously, and you let them go and, and do what they do, correct? Yes, I think it's a struggle when they're younger, right? We want to try to expose them to all the positions and all the different things. I think, as like Dan said, when they get older, you start specializing a little bit. And that debate is tough and difficult, but when they start getting to that 13-, 14-year-old, if they're a finisher, we want them to execute that and do that well. Do you guys believe in um, as in, in when they're younger that you want them to, to, to experience all different positions? I think so. I think the and, and coaches differ on that. And I'm a little bit more on the younger age. We get specific to defense, offense, and then outside, inside. So those different specifics. Goalies are tough to come by. Sure. So if you show that you want to be a goalie, so sometimes we start training them young to be a goalie because they just love it and – it's a great thing. It's a different breed. Oh, it's a different breed. Oh, yeah. Those Very guys, different. They're, yeah. they're, they are a different breed. <laughs> they really some are. of those goalkeepers, when I was with the Wave and some of the guys with yeah. the Rampage and, yep. and down in Chicago, that those are those are guys you don't talk to a whole lot before the game and you just let them do what they do, man. It's like a catcher in baseball. You know what? Just go put your stuff on and I, I, <laughs> Absolutely won't, right. I won't talk to you. Hey, um, Dan, if, as a president and director of Colonial Sport Club, um, soccer – if, if somebody says to you, if you're in an elevator and somebody says, look, what's the mission? What You know, if you have a mission statement for Polonial Sport Club, what what would it be? And, and what would you say to them? Sure. So, you know, we're here to have kids learn how to play soccer first and foremost, right? And we bring kids at all levels. We're not the club that's going to say, hey, try something else. Right? We bring them all in. We give them a focus. We're family-oriented club. And we give them the variety of levels that they can compete at. So from a mission is really our focus is to get the kids in first. Right. Learn to love the game, create friendships, and it, it goes from there. Yeah, I, when Leighton Buckner came out and said, look, we've moved a couple of times, but for me to join soccer, you know, gets me, to, uh, I, I get friends, I learn about the community, I get in, 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 entrenched in the community. She's a young girl that's well beyond her years with, with that answer. Because mm-hmm. a lot of, of, of kids her age, they would say, well, you know what, it's something my parents made me do, or you know what, I, I like scoring goals, or you know what, I'm, I'm a freshman in high school and the girls on the soccer team were really cute, so I thought I'm going to join. That, nothing with her. She said, here's very specific on, on why she in, enjoys playing, and I think that was that was really interesting to me. You guys offer a Polonial Soccer Cup. You, you, you um, offer rec. You offer select. Right, travel. Let's talk a little bit about the rec side of it, Bonnie. Are are you? These are kids that you want to come have fun and learn the game and 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 have fun playing, correct? Correct. And then, do you do you find that most of the 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 kids at that level, if you see kids that can play at the next level and the select part of it, do you then encourage you? Do do you kind of promote from within? Yeah, well, we do a lot of that. I mean, every year we have our tryouts. So, of course, then, you know, you look at the kids that are at, you know, the current kids and then the new kids that come in. And, you know, you got to look at numbers. Um, you know, do you have enough for a second team, a third team? And that's what, you know, we do. We have a lot of second and third teams. Um, usually our first team is our, our higher level, our highest level. Okay. And then it goes down, you know, from there. Do kids that are on that team, do they have to try out for the, 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 the team the following year Absolutely. As well? Every year it's mandatory tryouts for U11 and up. Um, below that, we have, um, like, we call it, like, open play, or we sure. have, you know, what, what else do we yeah, call it? Yeah, academy trials. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. So it's, um, and it's, 
you know, we do that before the tryouts. And but we we got to make sure that the coaches see the players and make sure it's the right fit for the player. Right. You know, if we have a team for that player, it's, it's all skill based. I look. I'm. Um. I think it's. Some people might think that that that's not good. Once they've made the team, they should be on that team for. I think you need to you need to keep your spot. Mm-hmm. And so if you've got a kid that makes the team. And after when that season ends, they never they never pick up a soccer ball until the next year. And there's somebody who's who said, "Look, I didn't make it last year, but I'm gonna work you my work backside, yep. Yep. and I want another look." Yep. And they get competitive. That that's who you go with. Yeah. And I see. I think that's if if it's just a little rec program from down in the corner. Yeah. Okay. You know, you can do that because you don't care so much about if you're going to develop them to play in high school and possibly play in college and possibly beyond that. But the way you guys are doing it, that that's the club that I'd want to be involved in. Yeah. I, I I would think that that's really important. Yeah, we have the the multiple levels. So we have you know the rec is our you know the, the lowest level, and then there's like there's academy and there's select. Um, we also we do have three teams that are currently playing in what used to be called the MRL division. Okay. Um, and it's now part of the U.S. Youth Soccer National League, and so this is. Um, you know, it's the Midwest Conference that we're in right now. So that's like the major travel. And, and we play teams from Minnesota, Michigan, and Nebraska, and, you know, all, t- all types of areas. So there's like, there's opportunity within our club to play at that, at that high U.S. soccer level. Hey, before we get to a break, um, you guys are, are planning a trip. Um, yeah. I, I saw this online and I thought, ooh, that's going to be yeah. fun. You want to go? I, I, you know what? <laughs> Do I'm I serious. Have, do I have to train with somebody? I don't have to get out of the field and well, right? no, then I'm no, out. No, 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 no. I can, hey, look, I can one touch. How I, about the a, pub walk? I, you know what? <laughs> Years ago, I would have. I'm 100 percent Irish. You know what that means? Oh yeah, I yeah. I, I got beat up a lot as a kid. I haven't had one of those in a while. So, but I, I just think it's marvelous. August 3rd through the 12th, um, you guys are going to England and Wales, and you're going to train and watch. And I, I looked at the itinerary, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you, they're going to have a great time. A lot of people signed up for this yet. Yeah, we have we have a we have a good gr- core group right now that's going. Um, I think it's like 30, 30 people space, or so. Yep. Space for more. Spa- there is space for more. Absolutely. Do you have to be a member? You do not have to be a member. Guys, go to the yeah. website if you have interest in looking at this. Um, it's called the Big Trip, and and uh, August third through the twelfth, um, they're going to Manchester. And I, if you read what they're going to be doing. Um, th- if your kids like playing soccer, this is pretty cool. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> so really cool. If I may cool. put a little bug in there. Right. So we're hitting the top three clubs in England, Manchester United, Liverpool, and Chelsea. And we're going to do training academies with their youth programs. Oh, and man. we're going to scrimmage against each one of those teams as well. So great experience. Oh, unbelievable experience. And if you're a guy like me that said, look, on your bucket list, I just want to see a game over there one time. Mm-hmm. I want to see what that's what that's like because it's it's – it, it, it's like NFL football here where the fans are going nuts. And um, this is a great opportunity to, to do that. If you want to look into it and if you have more questions, go to their website, ColonialSoccer.org, or their Facebook page, Colonial Youth Soccer Club. And uh, there's a way to get a hold of these guys. Um, through the, that website and through that Facebook page, if you've got any interest in what they're doing with this trip, and if you're a soccer family and you've thought, man, this would be great to do one time, there you go. Right before school is back, August 3rd through the 12th, I would highly recommend take a look at the itinerary. It is awesome. Let's get you a break. This is the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
to the Youth Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern talking youth soccer today. Colonial Sport Club, in particular, with Dan Stadler, who is the president and director. Bonnie Stadler, administration director, field scheduler, blah 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 blah, and, dir- and then director of coaching, Michael Cook. We're also joined now, all the way from Arizona, uh, Tom Stadler, who is Dan's brother. Tom, how you doing? All right, I'm doing all right, man. Good. Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Jim Dobre. Hey, you know what? They've uh, Bonnie has invited me to England, but she has not invited me to this trip to Arizona. I don't know why. She doesn't like me enough to take me to your house, Tom. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a family thing, buddy. That's okay, man. <laughs> hey, I married a Polish girl. Is that close enough? Yeah, I've been listening. Yeah, that's very good. Hey, Tom, you grew up in, in soccer as well, correct? Yes. So your dad, who is, you know, he is Hall of Fame in the state of Wisconsin. He is, when you talk about... Guys that that have had an imprint and a footprint on soccer in Southeast Wisconsin and the state of Wisconsin. Your father is is a guy that people talk about. What was it like growing up with a guy that had so much love for the game of soccer? Oh, he took me everywhere. If there was a, something going on with soccer, I was I was in it with him, and he taught me everything from when I was I'd say geez, when I could walk. Who so did Dan and my my other two brothers as well? Who was the best dad learned soccer? Me. T- t- Dan, who was the best? Uh, Dan. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so, hold on. So, so Dan thinks. Or John or Stash. All all four of us uh, compete, right? Yeah. yeah. What, what's the age difference? How, how old are the boys? Uh, so Tom is what turning fifty. I'm. 56. Okay. And then uh, John is two years older than me, and my oldest brother, who unfortunately passed away years ago, is uh, eight years older than me. So when you guys were younger, um, mm-hmm. you you always had somebody to play soccer with. Tom being the youngest, he was probably the guy you were like, man, do we have to bring him with us again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know that because I'm the youngest boy in the McGivern family. Sure. And uh, though my brother John, I didn't hang out with him much because he didn't want to spend any time on the playground, but my two older brothers on the field, on the playground, you know, wherever they were, I wanted to hang out because I figured if they only they were short one guy, I could maybe get in the game. Um, when when you have a dad that had so much passion about it, Dan, did did you feel almost um, some pressure to be a really good soccer player? You know, as a youth, you really didn't see that because you're around the activities, you're around really good players. We were around the adults all the time. So again, when I was a youth. We didn't have all the age groups we have today. Right. So a 12 years old was playing with a 16 year old. So really, it was a big group of guys and girls that played together. Yeah. Um, and the, really, the level wasn't there till I got to high school, and then it was like, oh yeah, let's step it up, and we have something here. Hey, t- hey, Tom, do you have kids? No, I don't. Um, are you still involved in in, in soccer at all in Arizona? Uh, I was for a while, yeah, but. My from playing so many years, my my body ached, so I had to retire. Yeah, that that's a sport that that you know what if you can play a little bit indoor, depending on what level, you know there are there are places you can play at at our age because I'm I'm like you guys in my fifties, but you know what there comes a time that you have to say okay, it's 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 time to put these put these down. You got to be proud of of the job that that Dan and Bonnie have done with with your dad's club, basically the Colonial Soccer Club. Oh yeah. I mean the way it the way it is now from compared to the way it was before it's unbelievable. He did a great job. 
Man, that's awesome. Hey, Tom, I appreciate you calling in. I've got a number of questions I've got to get to these guys at. But, All right. Um, hey, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, well, not oh, me. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to see these guys. Yeah, we'll see if I can talk my way. Maybe Bonnie wants me to go. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> sure, join you us. Were, Tom Stadler, thank you so much from, from Arizona. See you, Tom. All right, thank you. Hey, guys, how do you find coaches? Uh, just a couple of quick rapid-fire questions. How do you find coaches? Uh, parents. I mean, we have parents that played, and one of the themes of this hour that we've been talking about is family and community, and so we have some really good women and men that are coaching their children, and we train them and we send them to classes and do some some things like that. Do, do you find that as, uh, you know, that rec department, it's it's easier to have parents once you get into the more competitive ones, you've got to make sure that your coaches, because there are some clubs out here that pay their coaches a lot. Yes. And they have coaches that, you know, have played at a high level. Yes. Do you find that that you guys are, are have to do that, are thinking about doing it, or is that something not that you guys it, do? It's already implemented a little it bit. Is. Like Dan's one of the best coaches I've ever seen. So his expertise and his way of showing us and teaching us, and then myself, and then we, so we try to trickle that down. Okay. So our top-level teams have some really strong coaches at it. Do you pay your coaches? Uh, yes. You do? Yeah, and I think it's important because everybody else that you guys compete with, right? if you, if you want to be able to get some of those coaches – Look, it's it's you're going to have to do some of that, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully the people that are part of your organization understand that. What what are the fees? If I can ask, if you want to be on the rec team, what what's the cost to play and be part of your club? Um, well, let's see. Like it depends on the level. So right. it's the, like the lowest level is like too. yeah, with your ages would be like U six. That's a, um for a full year, it's two hundred and fifty dollars. Um, so for the session for the full year for the year yeah, which is two fifteen minute um. Or 15 minutes, I'm sorry, two, um, like half year. So it's the fall and then the spring um, is, um, you know, it's usually like, a, it's like 150 each of those. So it's about 250. And what do you what do you get for? Then oh. you have to pay more for your uniform. No, nope, it to... includes everything. The way the way that we do our cost. It, right. It's... So we look at that as a as a as a intro. So we keep the cost very low because a lot of these parents and children come in and they play for a year and they're done. And right. Yeah. Quit, yeah. So when you get to U seven, U eight, now we start advancing and get more competitive with the cost and the structure. Right. Draw the kids in. They like it. Then we offer them something more competitive. Yeah, usually like five hundred dollars or so. It's like you know, I'd say U eight, U nine for the year. Yep, for the full year. Mm-hmm. Guys, that's really good. Very reasonable. Now, yeah. Understand that I'm the, the the U sports show. I'm hearing about some pretty so five hundred bucks for the year. You know, that's a drive through yeah. twice a month for right. some of us. So, <laughs> guys, I I'm gonna have to ask you to come back sure. in, in, in a few months, um, maybe prior to the big trip. Because we'll, okay. we'll, we'll see where that is. And I didn't get to nearly as many questions as I wanted because I played the whole Dr. Phil thing there for a while. <laughs> that stuff really interests me. I love the family part of it, guys. And, and uh, I love the fact that we talked about Jackie and Natalia. Thank you yes. for saying their names and, and your kids as well, uh, Michael. Guys, Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. You can go. If you have any interest, you want to get involved with these guys, Polonial Soccer Club. I'm sorry, ColonialSoccer.org. ColonialSoccer.org. They're over in Franklin on Loomis Road. Any questions you have, they can answer because they've been doing this a long time. This has been a really fun show, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you. Thank you. Merry, this Christmas. Is the Merry, Christmas, Merry, Merry Christmas. This is the U Sports Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.